Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's me, your old pal. Don't, don't worry now, don't be afraid. It's good to be here, though it is also very weird to be here. I have been more like America's dad than ever before. Trick a high school boy to donning a thong and climbing a building because we're back with Hanksy Panksy Bad Romance. <laughs> a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends are forced by my wife to watch the stickiest, the nastiest, the Mel Gibsoniest romance movies. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we've never said the quiet part out loud before. <laughs> um, I think it's time. I, I think it's time to finally let everyone know that when Luke and I, uh, right before we record, we both get each other very sexually aroused. Yeah. Uh, really quick. I am Luke Patrick. I am the other dumb idiot. Sam, the kissy noises get me every time with this oh, yeah? palate cleanser. They just make me laugh so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. We usually come up with a really cool intro for our palate cleansers. Mm-hmm. And I like that this one, we've just gone with, we're going to mention Mel Gibson, and we're going to go, and that's it. Yeah, I, look, <laughs> look, man, it's not called hot romance, it's called bad romance. So yeah. I just go, right in the mic, uh, yeah. like I'm giving each listener a little, little kiss on the forehead. A little smoochy poo for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like it. I'm kissing your ears. <laughs> you did it again. Mm-hmm. You got I me. just love our listeners so much. I am so horned up. Um, Luke, uh, this week we did watch uh, 2006's John Tucker Must Die. Yeah. And I'm curious uh, how your sort of, I guess triumphant return home oh yeah man. Uh, was like oh it was a roaring comeback just like mm -hmm. uh like a rocky style return to glory um excellent yeah came came roaring back into the the living room where i did have my own tv uh, my, did, uh, uh huh did you have anyone play like walk-on music for you oh shit i should have had like back in black queued up on, yes. the, <laughs> on yes. the Spotify. shit. Just cranked it uh, while I pulled up Amazon to rent this movie. Mm -hmm. um, oh my god. Can you imagine how sad and utterly badass it would have been yes. to have ACDC just cranked while I rented a movie? It would be one of those very pure, very excellent moments where from you internally feels really badass anyone else seeing mm -hmm. it is like 
This is a cry for help. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I really missed the mark on that one. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so now knowing that I just completely whiffed it, uh, I will say that my triumphant return has been triumphant. If you're hearing me right now, you're hearing me through my actual audio or my actual microphone back in the studio. I am back mm-hmm. in Colorado. I'm back in my domain. I'm no longer a government in exile. Uh, the, no the, longer sick with COVID. No longer sick with COVID, according to the CDC, according to tests, according to the mm-hmm. way I feel. Yeah, yeah. my man, I'm, I'm no longer sick. Let me tell you, it looks good on you. Oh, thank you. It feels... Well, it still feels like I'm pretty tired a lot. I won't lie. COVID yeah. is... Well... You don't want it, folks. You really don't. Uh, uh, I actually have something that might be able to help you with some of that fatigue. Oh, okay. Yeah, is it cocaine? Uh, I mean, that that would do the trick, but... <laughs> um, the, it's, uh, it's something I, I like to add, you know? Just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like maybe while you're doing a line of blow, just a little... Mm. Nice little kiss. Uh, just mm, right there. Thank you, man. You are horned up for this one. Yeah. I was I just I was wet and wild over here. <laughs> Turgid. <laughs> yeah. Everybody can see that. Um but yeah, Sam, my watch was good. Did did get everybody in the house to watch uh John Tucker Must Die with me. Okay. A film from two thousand six, which is how you know it's progressive and handles delicate topics mm-hmm. delicately. Uh because of that 2006 timestamp. Um, but yeah, it was great. Uh, probably one of my better watches, honestly, just because. Excellent. You gotta, you gotta see a little rain to get to that rainbow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you did message me kind of in the middle of the film, uh, telling me to just scream wordlessly at my wife. Yeah, there is that. Um, but mm-hmm. that's related to the film, not my watch. And we'll talk about that. Gotcha. Okay. In a second. Fair. I can I can split the alleles in my head. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> a joke for exactly one person, and that's Tuck. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how was your watch, my man? Oh, my guy, it was brilliant. So mm. uh, we had friend of the podcast, Jillian, over for dinner. Excellent, uh, We played excellent. a little bit of Ticket to Ride while our, our dinner was getting delivered. And then uh, we did watch uh, John Tucker Must Die, a 90-minute film that, uh, Luke, I heard um, in, in your description of your watch uh, something about you renting it. And that's because you're an idiot fucking <laughs> schmuck who didn't keep stars for two years because I just, I got this fucker for free. You got it for free at the cost of two years of continuing to subscribe to stars. Yes. Um, Again, I, I am not kidding. Two days ago, I was like, I should probably cancel stars. It's, it's fucking time we haven't had a stars movie in in a fucking minute in a fortnight at least for sure and so i was like it's time i need to call it and then i i pull up you know my internet search to see where can i watch john tucker must die and it says stars and i said no baby we're riding this until the grave (laughs) i did see that and no joke and you know everybody else in my house can attest i pulled up our search found john tucker must die immediately mm-hmm. shouted god damn it because the top thing said uh free with a star subscription yep. and i just knew 
that you were in the clear on this one and I was going to have to cough up like four bucks to get the job done. Yeah, like what I pay monthly for the past two years. I've spent $120 on stars. Might have been worth it. I haven't done the math. Probably not. Yeah, almost certainly not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so watch was good. You know, it's it's always nice having a new person mm-hmm. in the room while you're watching. So, oh, yeah. Uh, and I got to tell you, I see, here's the thing. I figure... Just to just to keep things like consistently inconsistent, they're gonna have to replace Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley too. So Yeah. I mean I think full disclosure, I think they've already been replaced by other people. I don't I think it's like yes, the band. I think very few <laughs> of the original cast are still with this group. Yeah, probably. I've honestly they'll probably just poured over the cast from Stranger Things. So, you know, I didn't I didn't order a, f- a filet mignon mm-hmm. and get, like, stew beef. Yeah. You know? Like, or, like, I know hamburger helper delivered exactly. to your table. Yeah. So, like, I ordered a chuck roast. I know a chuck roast is coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, it lent itself to a pretty spectacular watch, I gotta tell you. Yeah. Which, again, I feel like maybe that was the secret sauce for me as well. Because, again, all you had to say was this was a rom-com from 2006 Mm -hmm. for me to go, okay, well, I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a whole lot of gender norms. Someone's going to say the R word, probably a lot. And uh, it's going to be a pretty good time. I I think this one may have been R word free. Oh, it was not, my man. Oh, well... Yeah. You know, we were having too much fun in the room to, to hear the ableism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what can Man, you do, though? I but, don't. Yeah. I, you know, whatever. Yeah. We'll get into Not that. Not whatever. It, it is abhorrent. Yeah. We, we know what you're saying. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, that's, I think I had a similar, a similar introduction to it just without a human being telling me and rather a single date sort of. It's like mm, if you booted yes. up a film about race from the 1920s. Mm, you'd be like, you mean birth of a nation? Yeah, birth of a nation. You'd be like, okay, I know exactly what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna get with this, and it's yeah, up to it's uh, my discretion whether or not I'm here to receive everything that this film is going to give me. Yeah, uh, D.W. Griffith's birth, birth of a nation, the preeminent critical race theory film of American history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody should yeah. should watch it, absorb yeah, every all- part of it. We all know that it is a very even-handed uh, discussion, documentary, really, mm-hmm. on uh, the importance of reparations. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I got out of it, at mm-hmm. least. Yeah. Yeah. No no clan propaganda whatsoever. Yeah, I didn't see a single hood. Not a single no. white hood in that movie. Uh, Which is weird, because Woodrow Wilson, noted racist loved the thing yeah it is weird that he got into something that's so crt heavy you know I what know. i mean like it's, it's and confusing. that's what they were calling it back in the day too yeah yeah they would yeah anyway birth <laughs> that's birth of a nation not a movie we're talking about this week no. though we could convert the entirety of the rest of this episode Ooh, i be- would rather not <laughs> Um, yeah, probably in, steer clear of Birth of a Nation. In, in this climate? 
Um, <laughs> I, one thing I do want to call out, and I don't know why this is really like uh, important to me. This movie is exactly 90 minutes, which means it's perfect. Yeah. Anytime the I see... time is perfect. I'll say this about the palate cleanser so far. I think it's it's been a bad stank, kind of, so far. Uh-huh. It, it hasn't been really a cleanser on the palate, if you will, uh, in the way that we it's may be... It's been re- challenging. It's been challenging. But all the movies, Sam... They've been, oh, they're short. They've been pretty much 90 minutes, and you can't do better than that. Unless. Unless? Unless you're watching Yes, God, Yes, a delectable movie that's yes. 70 minutes oh, long. thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the choicest little, you know what? You know what I have for Yes, God, Yes? Mm-hmm. That's a one, a two, a one, two, three. There we go. Uh, three kisses for Yes, God, Yes. One for every word in the title. Yeah. Um Yeah, uh God, it it is nice to watch a bunch of short movies. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Luke, uh, what's the plot of John Tucker Must Die? <laughs> John Tucker is the talk of the town. He's the he's not the football captain, which I found very interesting. Yeah, he's uh, a basketball captain. Yeah, this this is a different section of the United States, I guess, uh, that is yeah. more focused on basketball, maybe somewhere in the Midwest. In- Indiana, perhaps? Yeah, maybe in Indiana. That's exactly what I was thinking. Get out of my skull. Um, it's Hoosier's territory, my guy. Yeah. Uh, but he's the basketball team captain. He's everybody's... Uh, he's, he's the Adonis of the high school. He mm-hmm. gets all the gals. He's a total player. He has, like, many girlfriends at once and doesn't openly tell them this um, yes and so a gaggle of gals who have been sort of they've drawn the short straw with him uh get together and then find out with new girl kate uh they, they work out a plan to take him down by having kate who is new to the school um sort of hoodwink him into falling in love with her and then having her eviscerate his heart uh sort of on the spot to kind yes. of get back at him Hence, John Tucker must die, is mm-hmm. kind of just um, yeah. And then to to spoil the ending, something we never do on this podcast. Yeah, you know we hate spoilers. Here we over really Hanksy Panksy. Yeah, we really hate spoilers. Uh, but to do it anyway, at the end of Especially the movie, of mm-hmm. very old old movies. Yeah, two thousand very old, but. <laughs> Uh, how many years ago is that? Hey, we looked up. Okay, after this movie, we were like, man, I would really like to watch like a good teen comedy. Um, mm-hmm. And so we did go watch the trailer for Easy A, uh, which oh yeah, which is so good. It's got the tooch. It's an excellent movie. Um, it does have the tooch. It does have the tooch. Uh, just the right amount of toochy for me mm-hmm. in a film. Uh, but it was listed under classic trailers on YouTube. So okay. So that that's, one, that one hurts. That's a bummer for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no good. Anyway, uh, to spoil this, the ending of this movie, John Tucker does in fact fall pretty hard uh, for Kate. Kate kind of mm-hmm. flirts with the idea of it, uh, but ends up uh, coming clean at his birthday party in front of the whole school about the the plot that they kind of concocted, and then uh, mm-hmm. everything's fine. Everyone's just sort of chill with it. Uh, John Tucker really receives this message quite well. He basically goes, okay, 
yeah, I have been sort of breaking hearts left and right. And now mm-hmm. mine's been broken. Fair play. Okay, let's uh, let's eat some cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then he embraces uh, life as a member of a thruple. Yeah, at the end of the movie, he does sort of tell his new girlfriend, hey, I have another girlfriend and this is her. And they sort of march off into the, the sunset together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really progressive on that end of things for 2006. I- it's actually a little progressive in a couple ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, not enough to, you know, kind of outweigh the the ways that it is deeply regressive. But as uh, as Jillian pointed out, this was this movie had probably the the first or one of not the first, but like one of the more like. Uh, I don't know, accessible uh, same-sex kisses? Yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, is it is it played in a, a vaguely rank way? Sure. Yeah, is it played in the classic cruel intentions sort of way of, oh, I need to teach you how to kiss because mm-hmm. you've never kissed anybody before. Uh, and so they, they do, she... Kate and one of the other girls does sort of have a smooch. Um, mm-hmm. Is it is it played? Not it's not played for laughs, but it is it is played for the reaction, the shock value. Um, yeah. But I will but, point out, Cruel Intentions did it. Uh, this came out in two thousand six. It did it a cool seven years earlier. So. Oh yeah, no. Th- look, I'm not saying this was the first one. This didn't make any fucking history. Yeah. I was just saying that Jilly pointed out that you know, we, you know, we were around the same age as the the characters are supposed to be. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you got a you got a portrayal of a same sex kiss, and it's like, oh, there's not a whole lot of that. Yeah. Uh, in in movies for folks our age. Yeah, and turns out you do it in 2022, in a movie about space toys, and mm-hmm. everyone still loses their minds. So I don't know, man. I don't know anymore. Well, uh, I'll tell you, it is, you know, with the Buzz Lightyear thing, it is Disney trying to get political, and we hate that. Yeah, uh, we obviously. hate it when Disney gets, man, when mm-hmm. I plug into the mouse hose, I want to know that I could get good, conservative, Christian values piped exactly. directly into my skull. I mean, if there is anything that that we here at Hanksy Panksy stand for, it is uh, keeping politics out of our entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because we we here have never gotten political yeah at hanksy panksy um which hey can i very quickly actually get political luke uh yeah i mean it would be weird i i know you just as a goof you know you just made the joke that we don't get political but it it would Uh be genuinely weird if we didn't get political so i feel like go for it bud hey so uh what two days ago i think uh, 157 uh, congressional representatives, all Republicans, voted against marriage equality. Yeah. Um, if if that's one of your representatives, and I know one of them is mine, fuck you, French Hill. Eat my entire ass, mm-hmm. you fuck. Yeah. Um, also, your first name is not French. It starts with a J, you bastard. Um... Yeah, give him a call. 
Mm-hmm. Tell them, tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. Ask them what in the ever loving fuck is wrong with them. Don't ever vote for those people, and then call your senator and say, please, for the love of God, vote vote for the uh, the sort of uh, adjacent Senate bill. I don't I don't the Senate version of that bill, whatever yeah. the fuck, however it works in our stupid government. Yeah, call them and tell them. Uh, yeah, for the non-American listeners, uh, it does work that way. Uh, mm-hmm. That, you know, to, we got to make sure our Irish listeners know exactly what sort of shit yeah, stew so, we're soaked in. So for for our folks uh, over in Ireland, so the way it works here is that uh, we have two bodies, in, two legislative bodies in our federal government, uh, wh- both largely full of rich old white men. Um, one far more diverse and that's the one that does stuff. So that's the House of Representatives. They occasionally they do some shit. Uh, they pass stuff. They do. They do all right. And then you've got the Senate. They don't do anything. Yeah. Um. Basically by design. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they take every bill that the House passes, they crumple it up, and they throw it in the trash, and they say, "No, things are terrible here, and and they're gonna stay that way." Yeah. That's been my understanding, particularly. Yeah. In the last, uh, you know, six to seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even even before then. But what I was going to say is please call up your representative and tell him. I just watched 2006's John Tucker Must Die. And I feel like the country is regressing back to that era. If not earlier yeah. uh, than that. And so maybe we should aim for more of 2022's light year. Does this make yeah. any sense to you, Representative? Because I can pick any other, any any number of other movies produced uh, or reviewed by the yeah. Hanksy Panksy podcast to sort of illustrate this concept for you. Tell them that. The, the wild thing is that while you say those things, someone else in that uh, congressperson's office will be calling the police. Mm-hmm. Um, because <laughs> you, you sound like a threat. Yeah. I mean, uh, I bet you to yourself or others. I'm unsure, but you don't sound good. I bet you French Hill ain't ain't heard enough about the 2022 2022's gay toy kiss. Uh, mm, yeah, in Lightyear though. I think he could stand to hear a little bit more about that one. I bet that steams Jambert, uh, Jambert Hill right the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Old Jambert, poor people hating Hill, uh, who I did over here at, uh, at at my old job talking about uh, making jokes about poor people because that's the kind of guy he is. Man, that is like cartoonishly evil. It was. Uh, boy, the old white, uh, rich old white men that he was making that joke with, though, boy, they ate that shit up. Yeah, you got to play to your crowd. I mean, that's comedy 101. Uh, which we are not you know, doing right now. <laughs> we are not. It's 22 minutes into the, the podcast. Luke, what did you think of John Tucker Must Die, the 90-minute 2006 <sighs> film? Here's what I'll say about the palate cleanser so far. Is it like a very abrupt, very smelly fart? Yeah, kind of. Well, no, I take it back. I take it back. It's not because that would be interesting. And so far, with the exception of the Mel Gibson fart that we had to whiff, um, Mm -hmm. 
these movies have been kind of boring, Sam. Hmm. And this one was no different. It was boring Mean Girls. I can see that. Yeah. Now, I think you're going to disagree with me because you had you had the all-coveted fresh blood in your watch. You had a, a fresh face to sort of consume it with you. I did have a fresh face, and I, I watched it with two people who liked the movie. Ooh, okay. Now we're talking because none of us had seen it. None of mm, us were particularly yeah. interested in seeing it. And uh, the more we watched it, the more we did just sort of, you know, chip away at the block and realize this is just boring mean girls, at least to us. So uh, I didn't love it, Sam. But what did you think of it? I had a fun time. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, I, <laughs> I like that. That's good. I like the movie. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I like it. Uh, is it perfect? Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, it's it's I, I would say trash, to, oh, to be yeah. honest with you. But it's fun trash. Now, this implies that you laughed a lot at this movie. Now, did you laugh a lot at this movie? Or did you just laugh at the jokes y'all were making about this movie? I gotta tell you, it was actually a pretty respectful watch. The room, hmm. uh, we 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 made some goofs here and there. And there were some definitely some laughs in the room. I, I did not have like a full-on belly laugh at anything. But there were definitely moments where I found myself uh, entertained. I, you know, I I had a few sort of like, uh, you know, quiet chuckles, I would say. Okay, okay. I find that so, really challenging. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I don't know what about thongs, men wearing thongs, really got your goat as a, as a gag. Because um, that, that is now, pretty much the only gag this movie has. Uh, you are wrong, sir. You are dead wrong. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I mean, the, the thong part, the thong part, I mean, one, uh, it, it had a gag related to thongs that I actually genuinely enjoyed, which is, um, and, and it is, I, I regret to inform you, this is going to be the episode title, because friend of the podcast, Jillian said it, and I love it, it's the trick shot thong. <laughs> Okay, I'll allow it. The court will allow it. Please proceed. Yeah, it's uh, apparently if you wear a banana hammock, you can slam dunk like Michael fucking Jordan. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. You get a piece of fabric entering your body from its primary exit. And uh, and boy, oh boy, can you can you get in the air? Yeah, you're so limber. I mean, yeah. you got all that mobility suddenly bestowed upon your nether regions. Yeah, man. So that was a solid gag. Um, was it, though? I enjoyed it. I thought it was fucking <laughs> solid that it was just like, oh, you put a man in a thong and suddenly he can dunk like anybody. I just... Uh, here's my problem. Well, you know what? Continue and then I'll, I'll rain on your parade. I will poop in uh, your pampers. And then uh, the photographer. Mm-hmm. I loved the photographer. I don't know what it was about the photographer, but his energy really got me. I did. Okay, I did write in my notes. I take it back. I laughed at the photographer. I did really yeah. enjoy this guy who's who's hired 
to take photos of John Tucker so they can create an advertising campaign that makes him the face, the poster child for herpes in their mm-hmm. school. But there is a photographer there who's tasked with going like, yes, I love it. Pout for me, John. Pout for me. Hate yes. me. Make me hate you. You hate me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's some good stuff. It's excellent. Yeah. Um, those, those are the two gags that are um, really jumping out at me. Uh, there was actually, there was a solid one where uh, they do come up upon Kate's, I guess, former co-worker who hit who clearly had been dumped uh, by uh, yes john tucker before and she was uh once again sort of reminded of the fact that he's a, a two-timing bastard and uh that got that got a lot of laughs in the room nice i just want to i have to explain the, the underwear thing because i realized we've talked uh-huh. about men wearing thongs and specifically wearing thongs to play basketball and be very very good at basketball yes um but the, the I joke, mean, I think I think it explains itself. Everybody knows you you put a very thin piece of fabric yeah. right slap dab in in between your butt cheeks. Yeah, and he gets the job yeah. done. Hey, that part's yeah. that part's clear as mud. You know, mm-hmm. no issues there. Yeah. Um, but the original gag was that they're at an away game. They're at a hotel room, and Kate convinces him to wear a thong for sexy reasons for mm-hmm. sexual purposes. Yeah, sexual. Ooh. Anyway, um, and then she tricks him into going to the wrong room in the hotel, and then he is revealed to the to the whole traveling cast is wearing a thong. To which you know he he spins it, spins it real hard by wearing that thong later mm-hmm. and being proud of it. But Sam, it's just it's 2006. It's played for laughs that a guy's wearing a thong, which is disrespectful. To guys that do wear thongs or just fancy underwear, like your Andrew Christian style sort of thongy yeah. underpants, which I would now, argue is what he's wearing when he's revealed is is a a male body a person. A man, that's the movie. It should have been an hour and a half. It should have honestly. They didn't need the whole conquistador thing. Didn't no, need to happen. No, we didn't need two villains for Jungle Cruise, a movie based on a ride. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. The only thing I really liked about this movie mm-hmm. is the fact that Dwayne The Rock Johnson says explicitly that he's 400 years old. Because, Sam, can you imagine a movie in which Tom Hanks, in your conspiracy corner, uh, had said explicitly that he was 400 years old? You would have shit what? a brick. I would have shit a brick and my eyes would have popped out of my fucking skull. Mm-hmm. So pretty, you know, tantalizing little piece of information that Dwayne the Rock Johnson that I can is, do nothing with. Yeah, completely useless. Uh, yeah, just thanks, a, Dwayne. Just a weird curio in a cabinet. That one. Uh, but I don't know how you would have explained that if he weren't, if it weren't for the conquistadors. Uh, yeah, I just it's so unnecessary. We don't need Dwayne to be four hundred years old. Yeah. We don't, we don't need any of it. We don't need. I don't even think we need him to be friends with a jaguar. Yeah, which he is. Hey, this is my favorite part about this movie, though, uh, is the fact that they they got Andy Serkis in, hooked him into a green screen. Uh, Wait, did mo-cap, they really? And then got him to play a fucking jaguar. 
Uh, I'm sorry, this... that's Andy Circus. Yeah, man, it's Andy Circus uh, playing a jaguar. And... Andy <laughs> committing to the bit and acting Andy. like a cat for two hours and ten minutes. Andy, you can say no to things. It's okay. <laughs> they didn't need you to put on the mocap suit and then purr and trot around and. My God. Yeah. Andy's got to start saying no to projects. Yeah, Andy Circus has got to learn to set up some boundaries. He does his casting decisions, but God damn it, this is if he, beneath him. It is, but God damn it, if he's not the best CGI leopard. Oh my god! Wait, is it a leopard or a jaguar? Because I'll be honest, I get the two confused a lot. I believe it is a jaguar. Uh, jaguar. Jaguar. Uh, in this one, pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Is is this Dwayne's first period piece since it occurs in 1916? You know what? Well. It depends. Do we consider 2003 a period? Because uh, we watched a lot of movies from that period, from Dwayne the no, Rock Johnson. No, I, d- I don't think that counts, though I am recalling that he did play the Scorpion King in The Scorpion <laughs> King, and that is very much a period piece. Well, he also played uh, the Scorpion... yeah. Yeah, I mean he's been in some mummy-related titles. I don't, I don't know why, Sam, but I don't want to count those. No, well, there was Hercules too. God damn it! Yeah, I guess categorically no, but it feels like it. I hear what it you're saying. It? Yeah, I for some reason I was like, hey, this is the first time we've seen Dwayne like not in the era of the time that the movie came out. Yeah, I think the difference is that. The periods in those other movies, the period is confused. Confusion AD. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, or Confusion BC, more like it. Um, yeah. Just a bunch of question marks BC. Whereas this one knows exactly where it's set and is very firmly set in that in that time period. So Very true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when do you want to bust open the German thing? Let's do it right now, man. Okay. Uh, Jesse Plemons plays a German prince. Now, this is set right smack dab in the middle of uh, World War One. Yeah. And he is after the tears of the moon clown mm-hmm. to, um, to make it so that the German army will never be defeated. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, Don't see any problems I, with this historically. No, I thought he did a great job, though. Yeah, I mean, one, his German accent, because he speaks German a lot in this movie. Uh, he does. He, God damn, Jesse Plemons uh, coming out of nowhere, <laughs> showing <laughs> showing Dwayne Johnson up in the biggest way. It's like if Dennis Quaid could speak perfect Japanese. Like, right. you're just completely <laughs> confused by it, but very here for it. Yeah, I just, I was, first of all, I was just shocked that he showed up, and then I was even more shocked that he has an impeccable German accent and Mm -hmm. speaks pretty good German. Speaks very good German. Uh, Yeah, and I also appreciated that 
for once in one of these movies, like they're on the U boat, they're speaking their native language to each other. Yes. It's, I oh, mean, it's so nice. Because it's like there's two movies that do it. It's this movie and like Inglorious Bastards. They're exactly right. the same movie. Uh, pretty much. Pretty much yeah. in every way. Uh, plot, star power, mm-hmm. uh, level of violence, language. Yeah. Which, speaking of, really quick, I I loved the casting for the Kaiser's son. I do yes. think if it had been Christoph Waltz, it would have been better. It would have been better, but I gotta tell you, a little bit, he sounds like Christoph Waltz. Yes! I think that's what he was going for with this performance. I, he had to have. Yeah. Because he's got so much of that Waltz stank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the German... I just... Well, one, they picked the good Germans, question mark, because you make them Nazis. (laughs) They picked the more palatable evil Germans. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Yes. Because, well, the other thing is, what is is it with Germans and this, like, Indiana Jones-style focus on archaeological treasures? I don't know. Yeah. I really do not know, man. But goddamn, they got a thing for it. Is Apparently, it? yeah. From from eighteen ninety nine to like nineteen fifty, mm-hmm. Germans were just like, we gotta follow up on every myth and legend we don't ever heard about. Yeah, Holy Grail, Fountain of Youth. Fuck it, man. Let's let's get Hans and uh, Franz out there. Yeah. Have them do some bushwhacking and see what's up. Yeah, let's see what Friedrich can find down in the Amazon. (laughs) Maybe it's the Tears of the Moon Clown that'll uh, turn us all into super soldiers who can't be killed by anything or something. Maybe it's just malaria, but either way, you know, we're going to send them out there. Yeah. Maybe it's just losing wars. Yeah. just makes yeah. you a little bit desperate and thinking maybe if we just found <laughs> so, the holy grail. <laughs> I think losing wars in a struggling economy. So yeah, I really expect the United States in maybe fifteen years to be sending out a bunch of fucking CIA squads to try to find the fountain of youth or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when we know we've hit rock bottom. That's the yeah. red flag right there. I mean, look, man, it's already looking pretty rough. Yeah, we're, we're pretty bad out here. We are a hair away from uh, from one shirt short and curly away from some people beating bushes down in the Amazon. I yeah, think. Uh, and, and just a quick, serious note on that. Call your fucking senator and tell him to vote for gun control. Yes. Jesus fucking Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only place where this happens. It's yeah. awful. We gotta we gotta stop. We really do. To quote the onion, you know what? This is completely unpreventable, says the only country where this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, for real though, folks, like we can fix this. There are definite ways to do it. So call it's not those rocket science. fucking senators. Yeah, please. Please call them and say, just vote for some fucking gun control, you sack of shit. Anyway, um, now in this, Jesse Plemons has a U-boat. And Luke, uh, I I think I've mentioned this a time to you uh, before. I've been playing a U-boat simulator. 
Oh my god. Alright, what do you have to say about this U-boat, Sam? Seems pretty good to me. Oh, really? I expected yeah. like a tirade against the accuracy no, of this U-boat. I gotta tell you, near as I could tell, seems actually pretty spot on. I am a little confused on how it fit in the uh, Amazon River, but I also don't know a whole lot about the Amazon River. So, yeah. far as I know, it's deep enough for a U-boat. Yeah. Well, I love the idea that this movie about conquistadors that are cursed to live forever, (laughs) someone was like, God damn it, if we're putting in a U-boat, it's going to be a period authentic U-boat, so help me God. I imagine they, like, uh, got the guy from, like, uh, Das Boat, and they Mm -hmm. were like, hey, man, uh, we need some help making sure that this is unimpeachable in its accuracy. Period accurate German flawless accents and a u in a u-boat uh <laughs> that can hold serious water um, it is such a wild fucking thing uh that they this isn't jungle cruise yeah this is disney's 2021 romp jungle cruise a uh, romp i would say it is not by the way the, oh yeah F- intended romp uh, yeah, <laughs> bit of a misfire. I did have one question about the U-boat. Okay. So when they get to the Temple of the Tears of the Clown Moon, mm-hmm. um, they have to like drain the water out of it so that they can go through a tunnel to get to the tree with the flowers. Yeah. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. They had a submarine. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't understand why they couldn't use the submarine to just go underwater, which is kind of their thing. Yeah, sort of Atlantis style, just sort of yeah. bust through that thing, get into the main chamber. Yeah, because they just sort of abandoned it and waited for Dwayne and Emily Blunt to to get through. Yeah, but that wouldn't have been nearly as much of a romp. Sam, and they wouldn't have been able to do the whole thing where they transfer air uh, mouth to mouth. Yeah, um, I guess not. And kiss so each other a little bit. get them to kiss, yeah. 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 What do you make of Emily Blunt in this? I think she showed up for a paycheck, if I'm honest. I think everybody in this movie showed up for a paycheck. Yeah, I'll say I thought she actually did a pretty good job. Yeah, I mean, hey, everybody's a goddamn professional in oh, this yeah. movie. You know what I mean? Like they're they're acting. Uh Yeah, but, I mean they're they're putting in the effort. Yeah. But you know, there's only so much you can do when this is your material. Yeah, at the end of the day, you're making a movie based on a ride that sh- that's entirely too long. You're showing up for them digis hitting your bank account. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I did like at the beginning of the movie when She's at that, like, archaeological or science society or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they're like, no, you can't have access to our stolen artifacts. Yeah. Hey, man. Fucking Brits. We stole those fair and square from all Mm -hmm. four corners of the earth. It's Um, like like when uh, I was in London for my honeymoon, and we went to a museum, and they had some, like, art pieces or something, and it said, no, if... You know, you're three rows deep and you can't see what the fuck is happening. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, this birthday party's insane. And then 
I mean, they're also so they're gonna have a moment. Like, so she gets up to reveal the plot, but she gets up onto mm-hmm. the stage because there's a stage, and the intended activity that they were gonna do before she did this was roast him, congratulate him, talk about him, talk about John Tucker. It's unclear. I don't know. The other wild thing is that this is a man who is turning, I guess, 18? Yeah. And he had a stripper cake. Yes. With hmm. with two strippers in it. And yeah. that seems pretty fucked up. I mean, it isn't great. Uh, it's pretty weird, dude. Think about back when we were 18. Yeah. Uh, a frightening, terrible thought. Can you imagine if we went to any of our friends' 18th birthday party and they were like, Hi, here's a sex worker. Yeah. In a baked good. <laughs> here's a stripper in a bagel. Um, yes. <laughs> just... <laughs> it is... I don't know what to. I wouldn't know what to do with it. No one knows what to do with that when they're eighteen. Here's a dominatrix and an English muffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. A dom and a dry one, as I like to call them. Hey. Ooh, that was a big one. That's gonna make for good was, audio. Yeah, that's good stuff. Hold on, I'll make it better. Yeah. Oh, kiss it good. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up, but that's kind of this movie's view on gender roles. Um, uh huh. Because like, can we talk about the estrogen pills? You know what? Fuck it. I don't yeah. want to talk about the estrogen pills. Okay, that's fair. They do poison him, I guess. Yeah. With estrogen pills, and it it, it gets pretty nasty, and it sucks. Yes. Um, it's it's but I don't want to talk about that. Fuck it. No, I'm, um, I'm honestly, I'm really hung up on the party because it, the plot, it doesn't make any sense because she tells him that she's been lying to him the whole time mm-hmm. and that because he's a bastard man. And then the people in the audience, uh, specifically, uh, mullet vest, I call him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that describes like, his... Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> That is accurate to sort of what he was presenting to the world. Yeah, so uh, <coughs> Mullet Vest is like, oh, you bitch, like, you you lied to him, you monster. And then she's like, but he lies to women all the time. And Mullet Vest goes, yeah, that's okay, because he gets pussy. Yeah. And, um, and then John Tucker is like, hey, whoa, no, it's wrong. And then they just have a food fight. And then they have a food fight. And then that's the end of the movie. And so it leaves me with a couple questions. Okay, yeah. Um, What do the Tucker parents do for a living? Because Uh, clearly hmm. they can fund John Tucker's insane fucking warehouse party. Yeah, and well, it's also explicitly stated in this movie that he has everything, including rich parents. Yeah. Um, he drives a Land Rover. Hey, which they continue to refer to it as a truck in this movie. And it is not a truck. It's not a truck. It is not even would, a Jeep. It's a Land Rover. Look, Luke and I would know. Yeah. We, <laughs> hey, we know trucks. 
we know trucks, man. And plus, we've had to watch Dwayne the Rock Johnson drive every truck known to man. Yes. Um, and has he ever driven a Land Rover? I think the fuck not. No. Because there's a scene where they're at a beach party and he tells Kate, like, hey, go to the truck or I'll meet you at the truck. And then she mm-hmm. climbed into this Jeep looking thing. And I got, Sam, I got pretty visibly angry <laughs> at the screen. Because <laughs> if he'd said that to me and I'm wandering around, I, I, in a way I'm finding his car because it's not a no. truck. No. Oh, you're gonna my God. You're going to get in, in that fucking pervert's pickup. Yeah, you're going to get in mullet vest. Hell yeah, keep kissing. Yeah, you're gonna, or you're going to get in mullet vest's car. Yeah. Ugh. What yeah. a what a fucking cruel end that would be. Um, but I'm sorry, you asked the question and the question was what do uh what do his parents do? Yeah, what do the Tucker parents do? I mean it's gotta be something absolute well, I don't know. It's gonna say it has to be horrible, but then you look at their kids. You got one kid it's kind of a shit bag. It's kind of mm-hmm. a dud. Um and then you have the other kid who's pretty great. Uh, and a total smoke show. And a total smoke show with that hair. That's between 50 and 88 degrees. We have firmly categorized. Um, Yeah. I say since uh, two of us voted firmly within the 80s, it's it's 80 degrees. It's 80 degrees. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. I don't know, man. I think they're both working, though. I don't think one of them is like a trophy spouse because mm-hmm. uh, they are not in this movie at all. So I assume no. that they are working. I think they're just, maybe they're business consultants. Ooh, that would do it. Yeah, so they're on project. They're out across the country. They got to fly in and out of Indianapolis all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I bet they specialize in brick. Okay. Okay, talk to me a little bit more about that. I mean, they're they're brick business consultants. Okay. The manufacture of brick, the purchase of brick, the sale of brick. Yeah. Um. I mean, look at Indianapolis. You know, they're uh, the, the bricks all over the place. Yeah. Chock a block with bricks. Chock a block. And when they were building their their house, uh, which they didn't have the party at for some reason, um, mm-hmm. you know, they were gonna put up a bunch of vinyl siding, and they went, no, no, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know me the and Tuckers my The Tuckers are brick folk. We are brick folk. My father was a brick person. And yes. his father was a brick person. And we are by God, <laughs> I'm a brick person. We are brick people through and through. Yeah. No, no Tucker would be caught dead with vinyl siding, you fuck. You absolute degenerate. Yeah. Uh, plus, I mean, look at uh, Indianapolis's Lucas Oil Stadium, home of the Indianapolis Colts. That's made of brick. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty sure. Pretty sure it's brick. Don't yep. uh, quote us on it and don't come at us. But I'm pretty sure it's brick. Yeah, I think that's the Tuckers. Yeah. Tucker Brick Consultants. Tucker Brick Consultants is powerful shit. Isn't it? It it's really good is. good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, uh, actually, uh, John Tucker. Do you think he's hot? Okay, I looked up the actor that plays him. Mm-hmm. Modern day version him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I'm talking John Tucker. John Tucker, brother of fucker Tucker. John Tucker, brother of fucker Tucker. 
I, he ain't he ain't my thing. If, no. No. Yeah. He looks honest. he looks like someone who aspires to be a senator. He yes, that's exactly what it was. It was driving mm-hmm. me crazy because I couldn't figure out why I would be swiping left on this guy. Or right. Yeah. I don't it's been a long time since I've dated. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I don't I don't know how we work. we didn't have that technology when I dated no. in the Stone Age. Um back in my day. <laughs> but you're totally right. He looks like a guy who's who's gonna try to keep everything he's doing right now in high school and in college deeply under wraps. Oh when yeah. he starts running for a Senate race. Well, and then like he's got the whole like spin down. Hey where it's just like yes. oh he's caught like mostly naked in a hotel hallway and he's just like actually it's very comfortable and it improves my prowess as an athlete. See, I know that his parents are brick business consultants. Um mm-hmm. and that's a but, sturdy because, and respectable way to earn a living. Because mm-hmm. his explanations for things are rock solid. They're rock solid. Um but I did write in my notes that he should totally go into PR cuz this guy oh, yeah. can spin anything. Mm-hmm. to his advantage oh yeah i think i think he's probably mitch mcconnell's like campaign manager mm-hmm. um because he would he would be like this turtle man he knows he knows what's up yeah uh and then uh once mitch mcconnell finally dies in i don't know like 2282 um then uh john tucker will run for senate yeah mm-hmm. yeah with his shiny teeth and uh mm-hmm. and huge pecs yeah he'll yes. be he'll be the talk of the town a real kennedy we got a real kennedy mm-hmm. on our hands yeah yep. but this one we all know wears the banana hammock yes <laughs> which forget who killed jfk we just want to know if he's wearing a banana hammock when it happened exactly i don't know was it john wilkes booth was it uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson. It was the second one. Um, but what was he wearing underneath that suit? Also, I think you mean Lee Harvey Oswald. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John Wilkes Booth. I'm back from the grave. Yeah. <laughs> Take on JFK. <laughs> John Wilkes Booth, as we all know, was a time traveler who. <laughs> You actually swapped places with Lee Harvey Oswald, so it's people confuse it a whole lot because it's really weird. What what John Wilkes Booth did was he traveled back in time and mm-hmm. grabbed Lee Harvey Oswald and he said, "You're gonna kill Abraham Lincoln." Yeah. And Lee Harvey Oswald said, "Actually, I wanted to kill JFK." And he said, "Nope, you're gonna go to Ford Theater and you're gonna kill my guy. I'm gonna mm-hmm. kill you, your guy. It's gonna be like the what is it like Friends on a Train." Or whatever. Sure, it's gonna be like Looper. Um, exactly. You ever see Looper? You know the movie from like twenty, two thousand and eight. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And then Lee Harvey Oswald is gonna say, "Yeah, but LBJ paid me to kill JFK." Yeah. And John Wilkes Booth said, "Yeah, so you get the money and you have an alibi because when people ask." Where were you when Kennedy was shot? You'll say <laughs> I was at the Ford, Ford Theater. Ford Theater in <laughs> April of 1865. This is why 
the grassy knoll and all of it. I mean, it's all a smokescreen, but the yeah. real, the tr- I mean, people have latched on to the fact that something's fishy about JFK's mm-hmm. assassination. It's because John Wilkes Booth, notorious yeah. time pirate, uh, <laughs> <laughs> did the deed. I mean, think about all those fucking uh, little like article things you see where it's like, oh, like, uh, Let's see. Uh, JFK's vice president's last name was Johnson, and Abraham Lincoln's vice president's name last name was Johnson. Yeah. And you know they've got all these similarities, and then they fuck it up at the end when they're like both of them had assassins with three lettered three th- uh, three names. Abraham Lincoln was killed by John Wilkes Booth. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. He was killed by Lee Harvey Oswald with a Mosin Gant rifle or Mar- uh, Monte Carcano rifle. Uh, at Ford's Theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And uh, John Wilkes Booth famously jumped into the limousine and shot JFK right in the head and then jumped back onto the grassy knoll and yelled Six Emperor Tyrannus. Yeah, that's what the Zepp Ruder film shows. <laughs> We've all seen it. <laughs> We've all seen a man wearing clothes from 1865. <laughs> Like, obviously, he didn't break his leg jumping down from the balcony. He broke his leg jumping off a moving fucking limo. Yeah. And then running back to his time machine. Yeah. I I mean, they they made this very clear in the Doctor Who episode about this. Um, Yeah, and the Oliver Stone film. Yeah, and (laughs) in fact, want some genocide and some pillaging. He did, but... I think we come to him like 50, 60, 80 years after the events of this movie. Maybe even 100. Yeah. Actually, 100 would be good. Yeah, so 2016. 2016, he is awoken uh, from his rock slumber. Mm -hmm. And I think in that time, he has had time to contemplate who he is, like really reflect after he saw Dwayne sort of redeem himself. Yeah. And I think the movie is all about his self-discovery that, in fact, he is gay. Yeah. And repenting for the things he did and also, like, having to deal with the, the bigotry of his fellow conquistadors, the the mud man and the snake guy. Yeah. And uh, and then I, I think he gets really politically involved because he hears that Donald Trump yeah. uh, was elected Here's that Jair Bolsonaro was elected, and I think he becomes very active. And I think he gets his nipples pierced. What's he left gets of his, his nipples, nipples pierced uh, by by the bees? Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> the bees pierce his nips. Um, and I think that is like this really critical turning point of the movie where you see him fully embrace who he is as a person and he goes stick get me bees get me get in there bees pierce me yeah uh and yeah so i think jungle cruise to the sticky honey boy yeah is is really where disney makes right on the wrongs of this one (sighs) yeah I mean, you hope you hope for it, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see. Only time will I, tell. Yeah, I just want them to get very political. Yeah, for once you, in their fucking lives. 
Yeah, I mean, you know how much Disney really wants to get political, but they decide not to just, you know, for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this time they're like, no, we're going to get real political. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, with Jungle Cruise 2. The Sticky um, Honey Boy. The Sticky Honey Boy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Well, Luke, do you want to look to next week? Let's... The season finale? Yes. Let's look very forward uh, to the season finale. What are we watching for that, Sam? Well, Luke, for the season finale of, of I almost said Stranger Things 2, but nope, that's not it. <laughs> it's not even the current season. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> For the season finale of Hanksy Panksy Season 2 Rock Bottom, we will be watching 2021's Red Notice. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you... Do you know what Red Notice is? I don't, uh, but I can give you a very good guess. Yeah, let me hear it. I think this is a modern retelling of, uh, the, of Moses. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Sort That's of. That's good. So Red Notice is a reference to uh, the Red Sea. Um, right. Yeah. And sort of a parting of it. And. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. I really like uh, sort of. Is it like a modern retelling? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Fuck, dude. That's good. Because I don't think anybody like sort of how people have done like modern retellings of like Romeo and Juliet that mm-hmm. kind of thing, like setting them in like New York and whatnot. I'm thinking we do yeah. exactly the same thing in this one. Ooh, I really like it. Do you think it's set in like Israel, Palestine and it really <laughs> covers that con like the, the sort of apartheid state? Yeah. Yeah. I think it would have to, I think it gets I, real there's gritty. There's no way it couldn't. And obviously Dwayne the Rock Johnson is playing the title role in this right. one, uh, which is confusing on so many levels, e- like every level. And I think Ryan much. Reynolds is in this movie as well. Yeah, and Gal Gadot, which and, actually makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, Gal Gadot casting in this movie makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Miss uh, Miss Israel. From yeah. 2012 or something like that? Yeah. Something. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's what I'm forecasting for this one. Interesting. It's like The Wire meets Moses, basically. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's going to be good. It's going to be difficult. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a really hard note to end the series on. Yeah, I think it's going to really season. test us. Uh, yes. Instead of this just being another action movie starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson, that's what I'm expecting. Right. Yeah. Well, so what do you yeah. what do you kind of think? Red Notice is going to be about. Uh, I think Red Notice is actually about uh, a man who starts getting a period. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just about Dwayne who finds out that he menstruates now, but out of his penis. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and that's that's the red notice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Pretty pretty on the nose mm-hmm. with that one. So it's uh you know the movie What Women Want starring uh 
just friend of the Jews, Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's like what women want meets Are You There, God? It's me. <laughs> Margaret? Beats me, man. I was going to say Gomer Pyle, which would be a fucking <laughs> yeah. hilarious movie. Are You There, God? It's me, Gomer Pyle. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so so I think it's uh uh what women want meets are you there God it's me Margaret okay uh so Dwayne gets a period and then I think he um once again I think this is a political one he he starts advocating to get rid of the uh tampon tax okay and how fucked up it is yeah and and we see him re- like really understand what it's like to to be a menstruating person in this in this country excellent. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. And you can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. Send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Hanksy Panksy. Uh, please head on over there. You know, check us a few dollars. Uh, we got some fun uh, bonus content over there. We've got uh, the ongoing Now This Is Podcasting a series that Luke and I are doing where we cover the Star Wars movies. Uh, we've got uh, Journey to the Center of the City where my wife and I record an episode about all of Sex in the City. And uh, we do monthly videos just for patrons. So head on over there and uh and check it out i want to give a shout out to hanks's heroes that is russell tuck and daniel and you know what i don't think that Dwayne would trap you in stone yeah probably yeah. not yeah probably not uh luke do you have a final quote i do and it is simply scheisse Oh, yes. I loved that. That was brilliant. <laughs> Shout out to Jesse Plebens, folks. Yeah, truly excellent. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. That's it. Well, folks, uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Rock Bottom. We'll be back next week with the season finale with 20. Uh, Luke, do you have. Oh, uh, hey. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. Yeah, you did. Hanks's Heroes. Gotta give a shout out to Hanks's Heroes. That's Russ. That's Tuck. That's Russell, that's Tuck, and that's Daniel. Uh, I would not shame you for wearing a thong. Yeah, who would yeah. in 2022? No. If Buzz exactly. Lightyear wants to wear a thong, god damn mm-hmm. it. And kiss, and kiss a Renaissance super dog. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Luke, do you have a final quote? I do. It's completely out of context, and it is, I have a kink. Hey, who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Excellent. Well, uh, folks, thanks again for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Bad Romance. We'll be back next week with DC League of Super Pets. Way more money than everyone else off the original series. Right. Um, And they keep dragging Samantha back into the new series. Yeah. Constantly texting her. Right. And it, it sucks. Yeah. But what's weird is they leave it, uh, the finale, with like her and Carrie making Me. up yeah. and and meeting for the first time in I a like year a, a year. Yeah. 
Which is so weird because Sarah Jessica Parker has very publicly said, like recently, mm. she will... There is no place for Kim Cattrall because she has been so publicly negative. Well, then why didn't they just kill off her character during the COVID epidemic? I don't know. That would have made that would have made for an interesting storyline. Hey, our friend is gone. Yeah, our friend is gone, and she's not coming back. It would have been way more interesting. Absolutely. Um, and potentially would have been a lot more respectful to Kim Cattrall and her wishes. Right. And I, I think it could have been an opportunity excuse me, opportunity to, like, have them reflect on, like, how cool Samantha was. But I think they didn't do that because Mm -hmm. I think SJP really does not like Kim Cattrall. Right. And I don't know. Like, I think what they should have done Mm -hmm. is just rebooted the show and start from the beginning with new people. That would have been good. And so with that, Mm -hmm. who would be your ideal cast for the new Sex in the City? Okay. I'm glad you asked. Uh, so Kenna did give me some prep time on this. I did, you have to uh, think about it. It's because important. I don't know a lot of, um, a lot of actors. Mm-hmm. Here's who I think. Okay. Okay? For Samantha, mm-hmm. I think Lucy Liu. She's older than Kim Cattrall was when mm-hmm. she originally played Samantha, but I think it's fine. Yeah. And I like Lucy Liu. Yeah. I think she's she did a... get her Birkin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Merkin. Mer- I don't know. The Birkin bagger. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Fashion and purses. I don't carry a purse. There was an episode where Samantha was... Oh, oh yeah. That was Lucy Lou. There you go. Holy shit. I forgot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember what brand that was. Oh. I thought you meant the Merkin oh, that Kim Control not, wore. Let's not talk about that. No, I Con- want to talk about that. No, continue. So I think I think Lucy Liu is a really dynamic actor. Mm-hmm. I think she would be really good in this role because mm-hmm. I think, um, like, I respect the hell out of Lucy Liu. I don't know mm-hmm. her from a lot of stuff, Mm-mm. but I think she could play the like strong, independent, sexual woman. Right. Uh, and then I think for Miranda, mm-hmm. Kristen Stewart. Okay. Because Miranda is, I think, I, she's shown to kind of not like tradition. Mm-hmm. She's, I mean, Cynthia Nixon is in real life uh, a lesbian, mm-hmm. I believe, or bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think you could just have from the jump Miranda being a lesbian. Right. Which I believe Kristen Stewart is. Yeah, she's getting married soon. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got that dry, kind of acerbic wit. Yeah. She's, I think, could be really good at the, like, kind of counterculture, like, non-traditional sort yeah. of thing. I think she would be really good at that. Plus, mm-hmm. Kristen Stewart looks good in a suit. She does. She looks bomb and She can fucking pull off a suit. Yup. Now, for Charlotte, I think Emma Roberts. Okay. I don't know a whole lot about Emma Roberts. You saw her in Holiday. What? Which one was Holiday? Where she meets a guy and they're only dating during the holidays. Oh yeah, I liked that one. I know you did. You're making me such a fucking sap. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I think she could be good as Charlotte. Yeah. I think sort of prim and proper, but like still like funny mm-hmm. and like again down for kind of whatever. Right. She still blows Harry. Which is wild that the others were like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, blow him. Yeah. 
And then for Carrie, because mm-hmm. I, I want a new Carrie. Right. I want to reimagine Carrie. Mm-hmm. And I have two options. Okay. I think uh, Jessica Williams. Okay. Or Journey Smollett. Oh, oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's I th- good. I think, I think either one would be really good. Okay. I, I don't know who I would prefer, mm. but I think that is my dream cast. Okay. I didn't think so in depth. I went more of like a, you know, an aesthetic type of. Okay. Plot, okay. Okay. But, and I, in my inner teacher, I did make a presentation. Yeah. Kenna has been hard at work preparing for this. I have. So. Oh I my have, Lord. I have the new Sex in the City. Okay. We are sharing this uh, on the Patreon. So I'm going to post this along with this episode. Yeah, It's not my best work, but uh, it'll it's do. already so much better than anything I could do. Okay. Well, first, we have Carrie Bradshaw. Uh-huh. So this was her before. You know? Okay. So I like to think Zazie Beetz would be Ooh, a really good... I thought about her. I, I, just, I like her look. I just, yes. And plus, like, you know... And dress like that, they're just like, hey, we're woke. We'll just have, you know, people it's of color a, as your characters. Yeah, have a diverse cast. Absolutely. And so instead of being a columnist, she is a, car- not a cartoonist, but like, you know, she creates web cartoons. Ooh, like a, like a web comic kind yes, of thing? Yes, a web comic, but it's based off of sex. And since, you know, the Ooh. original character is a little more reserved Mm -hmm. this could be about like her friends sexual experiences or like you know people who are just talking about it can it be hentai no (laughs) you're supposed to yes and can i will not yes and that (laughs) but so she's you know a webcomic and a blogger and then because i just wanted to be a little extra i thought of the men okay so i was torn with uh sam claflin who played Finnick O'Dare in yes. The Hunger Games. Yes. And I think you only picked him because we've been watching The Hunger Games at night. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or David Diggs. I honestly... So here's my one problem with David Diggs as Big. Okay. He's too young. I think that's okay. Because Big, you know, like part of it is that he is an older guy. I mean, you can just say he's an older guy. True. Because... <laughs> David Diggs can get it. He's beautiful. He is a hot man. He's beautiful. I want to invite him into our home yes. for a nice dinner and probably no sex? No, no. He's just for looking, looking only. <laughs> Look looking? but don't touch? Exactly. The stripper rule yes. for David Diggs. Yes. All right. Next, Miranda Hobbs. I chose Naomi Scott. She played um, Jasmine in the live action Aladdin. I haven't seen the live-action Aladdin, Kenna. It was okay. I just, <laughs> I just liked her look. Okay. I, I really liked it. Uh, you know, with the photos side-by-side, side, I do see it. Yeah. You know, so there you go. And then for Steve, Dylan O'Brien. Mm. Explain this to me. I like Dylan O'Brien. Uh-huh. The end. Can Dylan O'Brien do the accent? I don't Miranda. know. I was also torn between Dylan O'Brien or Josh Brenner. Which one's Josh Brenner? He who played Big Head in Silicon Valley. Mmm. Mmm. I think Big Head could be really good for Steve. Yeah, I think so. But, you know. He's, he's I think, not as uh, tra- traditionally Traditional. handsome True. as Dylan O'Brien. Dylan Though that's O'Brien a bad just... photo of Dylan. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was looking at it and I was like, he could own a bar. 
Yeah, I, I could see Dylan O'Brien as a okay. as a bartender. Okay. So Naomi Scott is Miranda as an immigration lawyer. Yes. Which is what she wanted to be in and just like that. Yeah. So just have her do that. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Next, Samantha Jones. Okay. She is Jeanette McCurdy in my ideal world. Okay. Who is Jeanette McCurdy? She was Sam in iCarly. I didn't watch iCarly. Oh Jenna. God. Okay. She was Sam and I, Carly. Okay. <laughs> and so she's still sort of in PR, but she's now a social media coordinator. I think that's good. Um, and then I chose Samantha's two main relationships. Mm-hmm. So I, for Richard, I did Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I like that casting. Yes. I think that's good. Yes. And then for, you know, the Smith Jared, it's Jordan Fisher. Who the fuck is that? He did some, some I think he does music. He does and then maybe some dancing, and he was also a, a Disney actor for a little bit. Okay. He's cute. Yeah, no, he's a good-looking guy. Yeah, so there you go. Okay. Younger guy. Bam. Will Jeffrey Dean Morgan hang dong? Yes. Excellent. That. For, like, five whole seconds. Right. Right. But, Center screen, but not I blurred. Just, you know, after watching him as Negan in The Walking Dead, I was like, he can be, like, you know, the sort of rugged older mm-hmm. man and i just i don't know he's, yeah he's also nice to look at he is yes. i like looking at him yes now i feel like so i like i like samantha as being a social media coordinator mm-hmm. but i think over the course of the show i would like her to maybe move on to like doing like a social media startup or something like because oh, like social yeah, media coordinator i think true. is that's a little below her, like I guess. low yeah. level i think it's fine to start there no absolutely because i think but i mean you have to think they're 30 so she's you know well samantha was 10 years older well, than the rest i have of her as 30 now because i'll tell you why okay for my next one i have charlotte york and that is barbie Fer- ferrera and I have never seen her in anything. Okay. All I know is that she was in Euphoria. And okay. I saw this picture and she's gorgeous. Yeah. She's a looker. And so she is actually like in real life. I think she's like 25. Dear. Ser- yeah. Jesus. And so I thought it would be interesting to have the dynamic of the older, like 30 year old girls and then having Charlotte be like 25. Mm, okay. So that way, like, you know, because. In the earlier seasons, there was like, oh, 20-something people. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. So it's sort of like you have the chance of different storylines because she is younger. Okay. And instead of an art curator, right, mm-hmm. she's a photographer. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And then Luke Hemsworth. Can, can I also say? Yes. She looks very much like Kristen Davis. A little bit. We've got, we've got some of the same vibes. A little bit. I think. A little bit. And I think she's also considered, like, plus size. But, I mean... Okay. I mean, I love that. I mm-hmm. love it. And then... Because, um, hey, we got to talk about that. Hmm. The In the whole Sex in the City canon, mm-hmm. one plus size character. Louise? Oh, no, uh, the canon. Uh, wait. Not canon. She was just a... Well, I mean, she's there. Well, yeah. I mean, she's, she's canonically right. imaginary. Anyway. The d- publisher... For right. Carrie's new book in and the new like series, that. yeah. So I guess two, two. Whoa, yeah. 